Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Grecian's Gossip. Um, there's no Dave or Howard today, so it's just myself, Jamie Hawkins, and I'm joined by Daniel Clark. Hello. Um, we've got a couple of things to talk about. It's been, I guess, a fairly quiet week so far uh, regarding Exeter City, but um, let's have a look back on that win at Cambridge. Um, another comeback win, Daniel, and um, I guess, you know, it didn't sound like it was the... A, Classic, despite the scoreline, um, but I guess as Paul Tisdale said, it's it's all about the results, isn't it? Yeah, and at this stage of the season, it was it was a massive game to win, and just to not only to you know to stretch the gap between the sides below you, almost you know cement that playoff spot as a bare minimum, but to to really put the pressure on Wickham uh, ahead. Obviously, Wickham they had the weekend off; they're due to play Lincoln, who went and won the Checker Trade Trophy, so essentially it became Exeter's game in hand that, you know, you, they could, kind of had to win, really, because if you did, you know, even draw in that game, would have left Exeter four points behind Wickham with a much worse goal difference and no game in hand, which would have relied on, you know, you already, well, OK, we need one slip-up from Wickham already this season to get automatic promotion, but two slip-ups, you know, is, you know, just stretch it a little bit, particularly given that then you'd be relying on winning all your games anyway. So it was a it was a massive game to win, and often particularly the way they went and, and won it as well. Twice being behind against a Cambridge side who, although they're in the bottom half of the table, have got a been really strong at home this season, and it's been their away form if anything that's been their undoing. So it was, I think it was a game that. They needed to win, really, and they got the win as well, those two late goals. And it's just, you know, keeps a little bit of momentum going, you know, you know particularly, you know, I think there's confidence is high around the club at the minute. Obviously, Matt Jay got his first goal, well, first league goal for the club anyway, so you know, a bit more confidence, got that off his back, you know, he's, he's got a goal there, and you're just looking at it, and it's all of a sudden, you're sort of thinking, well, this is actually, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, which I think anyone, I think automatic promotion was sort of in the back of people's minds. You're now sort of looking and thinking, you know, if we can get something at Accrington at the weekend, even, you know, we can particularly if you win, but even if you get a point there, it's really re- looking, okay, we can really, we can re- actually do this. We can go on and get third place and, and get automatic promotion. Yeah, and, um, you know, four wins from five, it's hitting form at the right time, Um you feel, and it was great to see Matt Jay score his first senior goal, wasn't it? Because you know um, he's become, already become a fan favourite, and um, you know he's he's a hard worker, isn't he? He will chase every ball down, and he will give one hundred and ten percent every game. And all right, it might not have been the the greatest of goals that he scored or whatever scored, but um, it was well deserved, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think it's it's just one that. I think we've talked about him a lot this, you know, the second half of this season. That he put, you know, produces these performances where he's lively, energy around the pitch, puts pressure on players, can link up the play. But there come there comes a point where actually he probably needed he needs to start scoring the goals, and he's had the chances this season. So it was, you know, I think it might be one that just sort of opens the floodgates, so to speak. That you know, he might not. I'm probably never going to go. I don't think he's ever going to get twenty goals a season, but. If he can pick up, you know, ten goals a season, that would be a a really valuable addition, you know, to the side. And it's just one that I think it, you can see everyone's happy for him to to get that goal. It was a bit of a scrappy goal, but it was a, it's a good finish 
you know, it's, and it, right, you know, it's a crucial one as well. It got them back in the game and gives Exeter a few more options going forward as well. Obviously, him and Stockley seem to have a little bit of a relationship being brought up at this stage, so which you know, gives you an option to to play like that. Obviously, you know, Robbie Simpson and and Ryan Brunton and around the squad as well. You know, that's a you know, for a more physical, direct approach or. You've got the likes of you know Ryan Harley and Lee Holmes on on the, you know, coming back from injury, which you know could then change you know change the system. You know have maybe an extra man in midfield and someone like Jake Taylor pushing you know in a bit more support. So it gives just a few more options going forward. You know scoring you know and scoring the goals, which is you know what they're probably going to need at the end of the season. You've got to win. You're going to need to win games and. You know, the best way to do that is, you know, if you can hit the net two or three times in the back in the game, then you more likely, you know, you can afford to, you know, have games where you can see a couple of goals at the back and still go on on to win. And just on um, City's form recently and that Cambridge win, it was another comeback, as you said, coming from behind twice. It's a recurring theme this season. Trying to think, it's been quite a few times when you know we've come from behind to win. There was the Cheltenham game at home a few weeks ago and. Can't think of the top of my head, but there's been quite a few where we've come back from the dead, the crew game as well. Seen in the stoppage time, yeah. I think as City fans, we've seen in recent years that doesn't seem to have happened as much. You'll go one goal behind and then concede a, a late goal at the end to make it 2 0 and kill the game off. But what do you think's changed the mentality? Is it, you know, given the detail that they know how important the results are? I'd say it's more. I think just that this season and, and you know, last season as well, and there's a lot of late comebacks. I think it's, it's more that the squad is actually just a better squad than it has been in in recent years. So they're not in a you know, in a position that even if you go one or even two nil down, you actually look at the players you've got, and the players are actually better than the opposition players. So you back themselves, you know, to get goals to equalise to, to win games. It definitely looks to be a Sort of a never say die attitude around the club. You know they scored. You know, I think it's two or three times you've seen this season. They've equalised in the 90th minute, and instead of celebrating, it's get the ball out the back there on the centre circle, and thinks, okay, we've got an equaliser. Now let's go and win it. So there's there's a huge belief in the club that it doesn't really matter. You know, you can we're going to score at any stage. We'll keep going on. We'll get goals, whether or not there's a you know. It's, Potentially fitness issues as well. Obviously, the the three or the three G or four G pitch out at the Cat and Fiddle means that they have been able to train throughout the whole throughout the winter. Obviously, been it's been very cold this winter, a lot of snow around, and, and you know there might be other clubs who just haven't been able to train as much as Exeter. So they, you know, gone. You know, they can back themselves that you know with, with fitness that in you know in the, the last 10, 15 minutes of games that they're they're not going to be tired. They're going to still be at their the top of the performance, and so when other sides sort of just flag and drop a little bit, that then you can take advantage and get those late goals. But I think it's just a combination of factors, really. You know, the quality of the players, the belief, and you know maybe fitness as well. But it seems that you know they just never think they're beaten. They can always come back. They can always win games, and they've needed to do that in the last you know few games. Obviously, going behind against Cambridge, going behind against Cheltenham. That you know, you might want them, you know, perhaps actually just to 
to not need to keep coming back from these situations and sort of go back to how it was at the start of the season in which, you know, I think I think until Christmas if they, they didn't, I don't think they lost a game or maybe one game when they if at most when they can score the first goal. So it was sort of a bit of a chip turnaround really. The start of the season it was very much a score the first goal and City go on to win and struggle to come back which in that and while in recent recent times it doesn't seem to matter that they can see the first goal because they still come back and win games and um, let's just look ahead now shall we to the next upcoming games Accrington away on Saturday uh, followed by the rearranged game against Chesterfield at home um, on Tuesday um, Accrington away runaway League 2 leaders I'm just looking I don't think they well, if they win on if they win on Saturday, they're promoted. So mm. they've got that definitely in the back of their mind. They want to get it. They, I think we all accept that Accrington are up and and Luton are probably up as well. But I, they'll want to get it done as soon as possible. I think. And we we looked earlier. I think they've got the the second best form in in Europe in 2018, taking 40 points from 45 something like that, just behind PSG. I think um, it should be a tough game on paper but as we said before we we came on air with this Daniel when they came down here a few months ago I know it was a while back but they look quite a poor side so is that something that you know Paul Tisdale will be thinking about yeah you've got to think about that yeah obviously looking at that they obviously are much improved than them but on on that day they you you know but if you looked at that performance you'd never have you probably wouldn't even know Accrington standing in the playoffs this season, let alone runaway champions. And you know they're on a ridiculous run of form. I think it's sort of eight wins from nine or something like that. But I think six or seven of those have been sort of by one, just one nil victories. So they're not blowing sides away, and that's you know they're just. I think some of the games, you know, they're dominating. They've been the better side, but what they don't seem to have, you know, what they aren't doing is, you know doing what Luton have done to signs this season, sort of win by three, four, five, and even eight on occasion. So that's, you know, that's something you can look at and go, OK, they're obviously a very good side, but they're not, you know, that top level that they can, you know, run away with games. I mean, it's a game that you've probably, you, you, put, you look at it and you go, OK, well, given the fixtures left, probably take a point out of this one. And then, you, you know, OK, Wickham might, stretch that gap back up to four games but they've got Lincoln and Accrington in the next two games so you'd think okay well they might drop points in those games and that's when you can catch them up so it's a it's definitely I think you know it is by far the toughest game X to have left this season but as we've seen well in, in particularly in recent seasons actually they've, they've had a really good record against sides at, at the top of the table I think you know they had a good record against Accrington in recent times as well so I think there'll be you know, a bit of confidence around the City players this week that they they can go there and they want to you know to sh- you know show that obviously you know Accrington are, you know they're a club with a small budget and they've probably overachieved this season but you know you want to look at them and say yeah well you know so we're going to overachieve as well we're going to we're going to win this game we're going to go up and and join you in the division next season. I mean, it'll be a tough game, but I don't think it's one that you know, next will be writing off at all as a as a definite defeat. And um, a win or a point for City at least would, you know, continue that um, you know 
closing in on a playoff place. I think we were just working it out, and I think you said five points we needed from the final five games um, to confirm a place in the top seven. And you know, we just look looking at the final five games: Accrington away, Chesterfield at home, Crawley at home, Stevenage away, Colchester at home. Take out the Accrington game. Um, okay, Chesterfield are fighting for their lives, but you know you've got to be looking at what three, four wins at least from the final five games. I'd I say yeah. I think you'd you'd start with those five games, and you'd probably write down ten points from fifteen on paper as to what you is probably a baseline. You know, this is the lowest that we can expect to get from these games. Be you know, maybe maybe a loss at Accrington and. Maybe you know, possibly even Stevenage away or Colchester at home, potentially as a or you know as a draw a game you might draw, but you would expect to win. You know the others all you know to you'd expect to beat Chesterfield and Crawley at home, I think, and then probably expect to win at least one of those last two fixtures as well. And you know it might be that ten ten points might not be enough to you know finish in the top three, particularly given the goal difference scenario essentially puts Wickham a point ahead of Exeter at this stage. But it might you know, that's the kind of you've got to be looking at okay, ten points minimum we'll get and then see where we go from there. But it's not it's a definitely a favourable run in and particularly, you know, obviously saying Wickham have also got Chesterfield to play, but Wickham have got to go to Chesterfield and that game is I think Chesterfield's the second the penultimate game of the season, so it will be a game that Chesterfield probably will have to win to stay up, you know, the little gap opening up while Exeter playing them next Tuesday night. It's not quite well, it's crucial, but it's not quite you know a de- def- defining game for Chesterfield. So they might, you know, it's not quite one of those that they you know they have to win at this stage. But the Exeter's running is you know it's about as nice as you can realistically expect and. You know they'll fancy picking up, you know, three, four wins, and you know leaving it, and just hoping that Wickham do slip up on one, maybe two occasions, and allow that third place to be be stolen. Very much is still open, only two points behind them. Uh, both teams have a game in hand, and as we said before, Wickham have to go to Lincoln, and they've got to play Accrington as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, City should be ready to pounce on any uh, slip ups there. But I guess yeah, obviously that looks like the playoffs. Definitely secured. And yeah, I suppose the other thing, that's the other thing to note that they've they've also achieved or got more points than they did last season already with five games to go. Which, particularly given obviously you know, extra lost Ollie Watkins and David Wheeler, who were the two best players last season, is is and I guess people the squad doesn't quite look as good this season as it did last season, but it's a great achievement to have already you know hit that target from last season with five games to go. So. It might not necessarily look on paper that they're a better side than than last season. I think that's, that's partly skewered by the the horrible start to the season with the, with the you know two points from nine home games. But the you know on paper and in, on the mathematics, they have done better this season than last season. So there's improvement being shown there. Absolutely, and then you're looking at teams that have dropped out of Mansfield. It's ridiculous the collapse they've had since Steve Evans gone. Because I think he left when they were. Third or fourth, but they yeah, have won and they flip off yet. So no, Phil Swiss, Brown as well. Swindon, you know, just looking at. I don't think they've. I think they've drawn something up in pretty much all of their games since he 
mm. taking charge of obviously of the loss at St James's Park. But it's you know Crawley were the one, were the other ones a few weeks ago who looked to be knocking on the door and their forms drifted away. Colchester actually the one who are putting the pressure on, but they're coming from so far back that you know they I think they're still four points outside the playoffs. So they're you know and well, there might be a threat to Coventry and Lincoln, but not to Exeter and. And yeah, I think it was a Notts County, but you know they won at, at the weekend, which is a big win for them because their their form has had gone horribly, you know, wrong as well. They were obviously up there with Luton not that long ago, and you know now they're they're ten points behind them. So there's not a huge number of teams actually. I suppose other than Lincoln are the ones who are in the form at the minute. They're winning games that they're the ones you look at and go, okay. They're the team who you would want to avoid in the playoffs because they're in form and they're winning games. But there's no one else really who who looks at this minute to be building any kind of momentum for a, for a late you know charge to the playoffs or promotion. Mm, everyone seems to be stumbling there, don't they? Um, let's just round off with some uh, predictions for for Accrington. I mean, wow, what a, a test this would be! Um, Accrington absolutely flying at the moment. So it's going to be a, a huge, huge test for, for City. But if they, if anyone can do it, City can. Um, it's a really hard one to call. I think it'll be a close game. But I'm, fortunately, I'm pessimist in me is going for an Accrington win. Um, 2-1 to Accrington. I'll, I'll be a little bit more optimistic then and say a, a one-all draw. Be very interesting. Obviously, you've got Billy Key, who's been absolutely fantastic for him this season. Um, okay, well, anyway, that about uh, rounds it off for, for us this week. Um, join us again um, next week, and hopefully, we'll be talking about um, at least uh, a playoff place confirmed, and um, who knows, maybe a charge for, for automatic promotion. Ook bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 20,50 per maand met de Huawei P20 Lite. Nu met 300 minuten of sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.